I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to episode 59 of the T-Roll and Frunky Show, brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap, Defend What You Have Built, and Dolomer Mats. Tommy, I know you just got done watching Ohio State and, uh, and Rutgers. How did how'd that go down? Not bad, not bad. Better than Friday night, I'll tell you that much, Ben. I'm sure we'll get into it. We, we are going to get into Friday night. Hey, Tommy, I will tell you, I... Uh, I started recruiting for our AWA team camp this summer, and I think we're going to get a team from Marysville, Ohio. Does that town sound familiar to you? Marysville, Ohio. You're kidding me. Sean Andrews is coming up? Sean Andrews. Well, he has not gave me final confirmation, but he said he's probably coming. Um, I had a hell of a first day, Tommy. I already have teams from Kentucky, uh, Nebraska, Ohio, Missouri, and Minnesota, and obviously Wisconsin probably come to my team camp. So for for the first day of uh, really recruiting teams, I, I was pretty excited that a lot of things fell into place. That's awesome. So did you um did you call these guys or did they inquire at your camp? Um, a, a few of them have inquired. Um, the Missouri guy has he's came before. Um, and obviously a lot of those constant teams, we're getting them to come back. You know, I think a lot of it is they, they see me talking on my Mental Mondays or technique stuff on Facebook and make contact that way. Um, of course, that, you're not going to bring up the podcast because then I'm going to ask for a cut of your camp money. So you gotta uh, you got to make uh, it on social uh, media platforms that you and I don't co-participate yeah. in. I see how it is. I would say it's fair. You know what, Tommy? I, I would say it's fairly even. I get a... I do get a lot of compliments, only at wrestling, obviously, on our podcast. I don't get compliments anywhere else on my wrestling podcast. But when I'm at, you know, a Fargo or something, um, people people like the podcast, and so that that's always fun to hear. Um, it is a little easier, you know, to hop on my my Facebook Live. That that's what I do. Time I go, I go Facebook Live Mental Monday, and um, you know, it takes about five minutes, eight minutes somewhere. And I, I did one this morning, Tommy. You might appreciate this. Um, I, I, I had two kids, uh, at conference. I went, I went to watch three different conference terms this weekend and they lost just because th- they didn't know how to push through that wall. Right. Right. And obviously it doesn't start in the match. It, it starts in practice. Just pushing a little farther outside your comfort zone and a little farther and a little farther. And, and a lot of people really, really, they really have no idea how far they can push themselves because they've never tested the limits. Right. Correct. Correct. And. And so I talked about that was kind of one part of it. And the second part was masking how you feel in a match, right? And I, I talked about, you know, I thought I did this really well. But, um, you know, when high school kids are freaking terrible, Tommy. When, when they're so tired and they're, like, showing it and they're pouting and they're flopping their bodies around. And right. you're like, well, that, that dude's just trying to get beat. He's not even trying to win, <laughs> you know? And so I said, you know, on the opposite end, like, think about when, when your lungs are burning and your muscles are tired. And this dude's got to look across the mat, and you're look, looking like a Terminator, like you're, like you're fresh off the beach. That's right. He's looking at you like, shit, how am I going to go take this guy down? Now, now that, that Ben, 
is the mental warfare that actually carries some weight with me in a wrestling match. Unlike Thomas Gilman shoving, getting in somebody's face, you know, across the mat before the duel meet begins. Did you see that? Uh, I, I, I did watch the clip. Yes. What do you think of that? Uh, you know, I think maybe, maybe he's just trying to play the bad guy. Maybe he's trying to get attention. Um, I, you know, I, like I said, I don't think that that kind of mind mindset, mind, uh, Mental Warfare works at a high level, and obviously, uh, after an 8-0 first period, you can kind of see that it didn't work. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So your team camp is rocking and rolling. You got Sean Andrews. By the way, Marysville is a great town. It's where Rudis is headquartered at. Uh, I thought but, you might know where that was. But more specific to that, I've, I've known Sean for well over a decade, and uh, that's cool if he comes up there. That'd be great. Marysville is a great program in the state of Ohio. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah, any other coaches in the Midwest? We don't have an Illinois team. We don't have a Michigan team. Um, well, yeah. Have you taken my advice, though, Ben? I don't you know, know which which piece of advice. We we had a good talk about the the marketability and the the genuine father son well, camp. Father son camp. Are you Ma- doing it? Max and I debated it, and we did not pull the trigger this year. Um, I'm definitely not totally no on the idea. It just it just didn't quite fit. Um, we had a lot of stuff going on this summer. We were you know we're opening up this new academy in Green Bay. I feel, I feel like you're breaking up with me right now. Ha 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 ha! Well, I <laughs> promise that at some point in time we will in fact do a father son camp because you you made a great argument and it it was a good point. Um, and I I think we definitely have a market for that because I know with our little kids our, our five through nine year old Tommy and we only go twice a week an hour with those guys but we don't do anything in the, in, with them in the summer there's a few summer youth camps they can do um you know so maybe it would give them another opportunity to be on the max you know for i don't think a 14 year old is going to come with his father to a father so no uh, no no i think it's age like it's young five, kids right five on the low end and maybe 10 on the high end sure sure, um, sure. but it's a, it's a good little niche it's a platform to spend time with your kid first and foremost in my opinion around a sport that is you know what I would consider a transformative experience so you blend all that together I think it's a great I did a father-son camp for the first time with my son last summer um, and I can assure you that I'll be taking my twin boys to father-son camps as well so oh, man you got your hands full bro him I highly recommend <laughs> people in wrestling I'll pray I'll pray for you yes I need I need <laughs> those guys are wild well that's cool I'm excited for your camp system that's yeah good. It's fun. So, um, hey, let's get into this because I, I was fired up. There, there, was, there were some Twitter arguments yesterday and, and then continued into today uh, about the World Cup. And there's there's a whole bunch. We got a whole bunch of angles to talk about. So uh, can we go to the freaking ball grab first? Can we talk about this? Well, let's just go to the most polarizing topic and blow it up because that's what, that's what Ben Askren does. Okay. And I'm down with that. So, so these pools come out this morning, Tommy, right? They said – We've, we've randomly selected our pools. And so the one pool, it, pool B, is Iran, Turkey, Mongolia, and, oh my gosh, who am I, who am I forgetting? Someone that sucks. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. Someone who's not very good. And the other pool is United States, Russia, Azerbaijan, and Georgia. So in, in my opinion, what it looks like when I'm looking at those, it looks like number one seed in Russia – Number two seeds in the opposite pool in Iran, and then you have number three, four, and five all in the same pool, and then you have number six, seven, and eight in the other pool. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. Exactly what I'm seeing. And so I made a Twitter comment 
I, 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 um, I love the quote tweet feature. So I, I quote tweeted um, United World Wrestling. And I said, I'm going I'm to go read it so I get it word for word so I, I don't mess around with it. So I, I said, so Iran not only paid enough to host the World Cup, they also paid enough to ensure an easy path to the finals. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag integrity, LOLOL, because they always do this hashtag integrity on their Instagram. So, oh, the other team was India. They're tough. <laughs> so, t- okay, so then, so then... The head of PR, T.R. Foley, um, he works for UWW, I believe he's the head of PR or something. He says, just watch the video. It's on this, vi- they did the random draw on the video. So now I'm thinking like, wow, I'm going to feel like a, I'm going to feel like a real a-hole if, you know, it's on this video and they're random drawing stuff. But then again, it's like, you can make anything happen on video, right? Anything. Anything. But so I go, I, I go find this video Tommy, this video is just hilarious on so many levels. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> and there is a lot of levels of hilarity in this video, for sure. I mean, um, so to, it, it is on my Twitter somewhere, if you guys want to go look at it. But it's, so it's, I believe it's Ned Lavalovic. That's, they did not introduce him, but I'm assuming that's who that is. Yeah, it's Nino Lavalovic, for okay. sure. And I don't know who and the Some the chick. Was. Yeah. And there's some chick, and they're standing there. And, and Ned has this very, very monotone plain, non-excited presentation about describing how there's eight teams and who they are and they're going to pick pools A and B, right? Right. So he draws the first ball, or she does, she's the drawer, and she opens it. You can't see what's on the freaking piece of paper, and he starts calling off names. And then First of all, the fact that we went back (laughs) ball drawing. (laughs) We could have done, I mean, we could have done the same thought process and not have it mirror, you know, the dark age of of international wrestling, but anyways, keep going. So, so you can't see what's on this piece of paper. Not, not even remotely close to you can see what's on this paper. So then they put this graphic over the screen, which is kind of showing which teams are going to which pools, right? So right. At, at this point in time, you can't see. They could be doing anything behind the behind the the screen, right? Well, yeah, there's not, there's not even a pan in on opening up the ball to open up the piece of paper. So you could have been, pulling, yeah. <laughs> so, so I. I so it's like T.R. Foley, like, are you really pointing to this video as the one that, that's, that is conclusive proof that this, this was not rigged? <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, that's brutal. Brutal. Brutal I mean, stuff. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen enough at the weigh-ins with how they do the, uh, you know, the numbers where all of a sudden, you know, all the guys – there's, yeah, there's, yeah, you know, yeah. Just a lot of goofy stuff going on. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past what's going on there with Nothing. that world. So, so essentially, we got one, three, four, and five in one pool, two, six, seven, and eight in the other pool, which is bizarre. But you know, you want to ensure a path to the finals. So uh, let's get on to, to, to the. the uh, I guess the original talk, talking point that kicked this all off, Tommy, was you know Trump did the ban, um, which was not. The first time someone had done a ban like that, but he did the ban, right. which then prompted Iran to apparently uh, issue a ban of its own where it, it banned the American wrestling team from attending this, which sent the wrestling community up in arms. And, and you had an interesting take when we talked today on why Iran would possibly ban the United States. So why, why don't you let us in on your thought process? Because I, I really I – th- I thought that was uh, – Well, yeah, I, 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 I think, you know, and, and I – you know, this is where you know we're getting out of the turn here. We're just any. We're, I'm just an American, a citizen, with my opinion. But I, I have a strong belief that Iran 
banned us because they don't feel like they could protect us um, in, in, a, in a genuine sense. And if, and if we were harmed or held hostage or kidnapped or messed with or anything of the like by, you know, a, a non-Iranian government entity, then Donald Trump then has a license to turn Iran into a parking lot. And so to me, I feel like the ban was almost them protecting themselves from uh, an insightful situation where anyone can interpret it and sensationalize it like our media does. So to me, the ban was almost they were looking out for themselves, um, not really retaliating in response to Trump. Now, that's just presumptive on my end, but. I, I tend to think that, that there's some truth to that. No, I, I like that. I, I, you know, that wasn't a thought process that I had thought of, but when, when I think about it, that's definitely true. So, okay. Well, so, been, have you been to Iran, Ben? I, my brother went in 2013. I, I have not been to Iran. I've been to UAE, and then obviously I traveled extensively yeah. in, in Europe and Asia. Um, and, you know, you made the point. Would, would I want to go there? I think when I was 23, I would have said, screw it, let's go. But now with two kids at home, um, if you asked me to go to Iran right, Iran, Iran right now, I would, um, I'd be nervous. I'd be nervous at best. I'm, and I think out. It would I'm take... out. I'm out. You're not I'm going not... for sure. No, I'm not going, man. I mean, the political climate right now, um, with our governments, let alone you know the 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 underground networks that you have out there that are just being harbored and you know just stewing over there. I mean. You know what? What Donald Trump is doing is is he's calling these third parties to the carpet, this ISIS and these 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 organized you know groups. He's calling them out. I mean, he's he's questioning them. He's he's inciting them. And so, why would I want to be in their neck of the woods right now? And um, you know, to an extent, you know, I don't think these governments can completely control them. I mean, I think you got a little bit over there with the inmates running the asylum and these i think these guys well, and you don't need a it doesn't need to be a suit it could be one guy running around with a vest on right i mean that happens that- yeah you know you know tom ryan and i'm gonna give me two minutes here but i'm gonna piece sure. it all together but tom ryan made a good point when kyle snyder did not wrestle against iowa he said you know there's just not any consequence or implication in a random dual meet in the state of college wrestling right now. And and as much as we would have loved to have him at this match and I would have loved to have him at this match, you know, what's, what's more important for him is to go compete in the Oregon. And since there's no implication in this dual meet for his team, for his brothers, you know, unfortunately there's not much reason for him to be here. And you, of course you understand that logic, right, Ben? Yeah, of course. I, I feel the same way about the world cup in international wrestling. There, there's not a, there is not an implication or a positive or negative consequence or any type of prestige or nostalgia associated the, with the World Cup that would make me, a father of four, want to go to the Middle East in a country that is 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 endorsing X, Y, and Z and harboring you know 
X, Y, and Z. And it doesn't take a government-sponsored event to, to get a red, right? It takes a lone wolf, essentially. So, so would I do it for the Olympic Games? Yeah, I probably would. would There's I no way to, the Olympics are letting Iran host. For the, world, for the world championships? Yeah, I, I probably would. I mean, it's not like I think there's an 80% chance you're going to get smoked when you're out there. But, but a the, 5% is enough to not yeah, go. Yeah, the risk is too high in exchange for what? You know, I mean, I, I the World Cup's a great event. I love the World Cup, but it's not – embedded in the culture of wrestling in a way that there's a positive or negative consequence by doing good or bad in it. So it's the same philosophy to me, and I just wouldn't jeopardize my safety. I got too many obligations back sure. home in the United States. So, so so after I make this comment on Twitter that I um, – oh, no, I'm sorry. My, 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 my funny Twitter friend, Front Row Brian, he instigated, and he said – he when I Iran banned the the travel, he said like, oh oh shoot, can't go to Iran. That that's a, that's a crying shame, you know, something to that effect. Right. And I said, um, I said, man, I wouldn't be going now. I said, I got two kids at home, I wouldn't be going. That's all I said. And yeah. Tr Foley obviously pop, pops up again <laughs> to defend the UWW, and he said, I've been to Iran. Uh, Iran, it's a beautiful place. I. I you, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> I've been. Hey, listen, I, that just, it just blows my mind when I hear that. You know, I, I also think what we're going to hear is if we do go there, is a lot of our athletes are going to go back. They're going to send an Instagram of them in the arena with seven Iranian kids who love them. Yeah, and they're going to say they treated us so great. We, we were so welcomed, and I believe all of that's going to be true. I'm not worried about the masses rejecting our I'm worried about the one, guy that wants it yeah and I just think the probability of that happening again it's not 80 percent but it's just too high nobody can assure my safety and so it doesn't matter if it was Rich Bender or Bill Zadek or you know anybody or anybody saying you know it's going to be fine it's like I mean how can you assure that for me you yeah, can't and uh, and so let me read you this I did I just googled it. I, I read it before um, so th- this is from 2016 prior to uh, Trump getting elected this so this is from the Obama administration it says the tra- this Department of State warned U.S. citizens of risks of travel to Iran um, dated August 22nd 2016. Um, to reiterate and highlight the risk of arrest and detention of U.S. citizens, particularly dual national Iranian Americans, foreigners in particular, dual nationalities of Iran and Western countries, uh, blah, 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 blah. Closely evaluate media reports, monitor local conditions, and evaluate the risks of remaining in the country. Uh, Iranian authorities continue to unjustly detain and imprison U.S. citizens, blah, 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 blah. U.S. citizens traveling to Iran should very carefully weigh the risks of travel and consider postponing their travel. U.S. citizens residing in Iran should closely follow media reports, monitor local conditions, and evaluate the risks of remaining in the country. Um, and it just goes, you know, it goes on and on. It goes on for about five or six paragraphs here. Um, and it, to the point where, in the one of the last paragraphs, says, the U.S. government is concerned about the risks of civil aircraft operating into, out of, within and over Iran due to hazards from military activity associated with the conflicts in Iraq and Syria. The FAA has advised U.S. civil aviation to exercise caution when flying into, out of, within, or over airspace. That doesn't sound very safe to me, Tommy. This is the Department of State. I I don't – I just don't like to sensationalize things. I don't like to either, but – 
Well, no, but I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is well, like, T.R. Foley said it was going to be okay, though. Well, I mean, that's exactly... I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've been to Iran, too. I spent 10 days over there, and they are nice people. And we were welcomed. And they do love the sport of wrestling. I'm here to tell you that after being there for 10 days, I agree with all of that. But sure. there are some bad mama jammas over there. You bet, you know, it's ba- there are some bad hombres. Bad hombres. What'd you say? Bad hombres. There's some bad hombres over there. <laughs> and and you can't mitigate that. You can't control that. There's nothing that anybody can tell me. That is there that is a place where they can flow in and out of freely. Um where there there's a, there's a network for them to get around and do things. And right now the the political position that our American government's taken, I feel like is saying you know, bring it. They're saying bring it to don't, some extent. Don't so I don't bring it. I don't want to be a pawn in that chess match. Sure. So, I'm, but I got four kids at home, so I'm out. I'm not okay. going. Well, me neither. I'm not going either. So, right. but Tr Foley said it was okay. So, uh, you know, it's probably it's probably going to be okay. So that so that 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 discussion about the safety of the travel to the World Cup. Then turned into a discussion which I was involved in. I, there's a lot of Twitter battles going on over the World Cup, right? You're just always Twitter beefing. I'm try, I try not to, but you know, I got involved in this. So then it went on to the importance of the event, and people were trying to say, um, Chris Piles and a few others trying to say how prestigious this event was, right, Tommy? And I'm yeah. saying, man, I competed in 2008, and I, I know you've been there, and I just didn't feel like it was that prestigious. And now as a spectator the last few years, do I enjoy watching the matches? Sure, I, I do. But do I feel like, wow, this is a huge prestigious event? I don't. Right. I, I really don't. I don't know. I bet if I asked Christian Piles who won the World Cup the last five years. Oh, he might name that. I don't think he would. I, th- I think he, man, he, no, he off knows the all that stuff. Off the cuff, no way. Well, let me see. I, uh, Iran won last year. Oh, you're not even, you have no prayer, Ben. Come on. Okay, let me see. Iran won in 2013. I know that because Max was there. Iran won in 2016. I, I, was it Russia before that? <laughs> I have no idea, Tommy. I have no idea. When, when in doubt, say Russia. We know that. So well, Russia never sends their best team. So okay, And that, that was also part of this argument is like, if it's that important, why don't certain teams send like Russia? And so I, I made a, a snipe, snipey comment at Piles this morning because he was saying how prestigious it was and everyone sends their best team. And then Russia sent out their roster. It did not include Gedeev or Sadulayev. So it's like, right. well, if they really cared about winning, they're probably going to send those two guys. Yeah. I mean, likely, yeah. right? So may, can they win without them? Possibly. But, you know, um, if you want to win, you're going you're gonna to at least send those two. The other thing is this: I wish it were a bigger deal. I'm not trying I to wish say too, so too. I'm not trying to say it shouldn't be a big deal. I would never argue the the conceptual idea that the World Cup should be a big deal, but it's it's not as big as people say it is, no. and the juice is just not worth the squeeze with the political climate we have right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I and I would agree with those points for sure. That uh, the, the I don't use that saying that juice is not worth the squeeze, but I, I get what you're going after. Um, you got me right. That was kind of a good little, you know. Yeah, I, I got it. And so then, you know, Pyle said it's one of the three biggest UWW events, and to me, that's that's doesn't that's not meaning that's like saying you're one of the tallest midgets. 
Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, UWW, that's more of an indictment on the UWW that they don't know how to produce a good event than anything. I don't know what is it, what a UWW event is and what isn't, but there's international, just in the scope of international events, I think there's plenty of international events that carry more credence and are followed more closely than the World Cup. Really? Which ones? World championships, okay, some of the continental, some of the continental championships get followed better, more closely, get more prestige. The Oregon tournament gets more prestige. Some of these winter tours get more prestige. You think so? Yeah, I, think I mean, so. I don't think any of them are that big. Even like I would, I was gonna freaking flip out if if the sad July of Snyder match happened at Oregon and there was seventy seven spectators. You know, like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess the World Cup is just an event. It it takes you know two or three days of maybe of the 365 days a year in the world wrestling community for two or three days. It's at top of mind for people following the sport. That's about it. I mean, yeah, that's what it does. Whereas there's these other events that get discussed, you know, weeks in advance. Sure. So can someone just give me freaking twenty million dollars already and let me start my own? Worldwide wrestling organization. Got to make it profitable, Ben. Well, obviously, but I got to have you know, I got to have something to start out with, right? Right. Someone's got to risk some money if they want a reward. You need twenty mil, huh? I don't know. I figured that's a good. That's, that's a, good that's start a heck of a seed investment. That would be a nice seed investement, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think I could do better than UWW. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, that's not even for sure. If I can't put a better video on than the one that Nod dropped today. Hell, I did put a better one than what the Nods I, I would, today. I I would, my mental Monday was significantly more viewed than the Nods World Ball Cup draw or whatever the freak he did. I, I will say this about wrestling in Iran, even though I wouldn't go. I mean, it is their national sport. They break fire code in their arenas to fill them up. The crowd is into it. The athletes are revered. Um, you know, it's a cultural sport over there. Much more so than even Russia and some of the Eastern European com- countries. So, I mean, it would be a blast. I, I don't want to minimize how fun this event would be, but in order, you know, in what it means in the grand scope of your career, I mean, I think I would only go to Iran right now for a world or Olympic event. I mean, what about you? Yeah, I probably. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I'm not. I'm not going. Got he got 479 views, brah. I'm already up over. Let me check what mine is. Nina Lalovic. Nina Lalovic got 470. And, and a handful more probably from my Twitter because I was tweeting about this video. Say, I probably and watched, I, I think I sent it to about six people via text. Yeah, I, I watched like watched it three times. <laughs> a couple double takes like, is this really it? <laughs> Oh, okay. Tommy, Mental, Mental Monday has currently has six thousand views, so I'm I'm over ten times and, and uh, come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, All right, are we ready to stop picking on the World Cup? Okay, let's move on. I, I do. I really. I we pick on UWW a lot. I wish they would do better. I really right. wish they would do better. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and and now that that provides a good segue when we're talking about um, promoting events is essentially what we're talking about, right? Um, so when we're, t- when we're talking about promoting events, the Ohio State University promoted a fantastic event, and from what I read, it was the second largest indoor crowd ever for an NCAA wrestling match. Is that true? Yeah, it was. I was there. 
15,338. Um, you know, it was bittersweet, Ben. The crowd, the production was first class as good as it gets. And the event, if you're a Buckeye fan, the, the result was, you know, miserable. So, um, but I, I got to give credit to Ohio State. It was cool to be a part of a match that was just that. Um, that was a big deal. It was a big deal, man. 15,000 people. It was, it was yeah. something else. I, 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 I didn't catch all of it. I did get to watch some of the clips, and, and the crowd looked outstanding. Um, they, they really did. They, they looked like they were really into it. Um, so so I, I love that production value. I love when the schools put effort into producing great events. And, and you right. know, I'm sure that you know you bought 150 tickets. I, I would venture to guess with that atmosphere, obviously the result didn't come out the correct way that they wanted to, but I bet your 150 kids had a great time there. They loved it. Uh, they had a great time. You know, Kyle Snyder's larger than life. I've built him up in the club, but, you know, it's not hard when you're an Olympic and world champion and you're still in college. They loved that. Uh, there was four or five Buckeyes that wrestled. I thought four or five guys wrestled hard, obviously, 3-1. Um, so those were some bright spots. It was enough fun to take some kids that were rookies in the sport. And as you would imagine, you know, they're in an arena-filled with fans, they kind of think wrestling is a big deal right now. So, yeah, that's freaking so, awesome. So that's cool. And then I will give Ohio State some credit. Of the 15,338 people in that arena, 6,000 were group ticket sales. Really? So they, they freaking hustled their butt off. Yeah, I think they did. I mean, nobody called me, um, but but I just think that it was it was in, implanted in the Ohio wrestling community that, you know, group tickets get – Bring your bring your youth club this that and the other thing. Six thousand out of fifteen thousand were group tickets, so that's, that's, that's a big percentage. That shows that the Buckeyes are hustling. Yeah. So I on, on the opposite, we're, we're, let's talk about these matches in a second. On the opposite end of the spectrum, there, um, the first year I was back in Wisconsin. Um, one one of the things we do with AWA, we try to take athletes like you're saying, athletes to events, right? We we call them ignition events, and hopefully it's going to ignite a passion, like, kind of like your kids are probably seeing now. Wow, fifteen thousand people! We got yeah. to see Kyle Snyder, that you know that kind of thing, right? Ignition events, I like that term. Yeah, well, I mean, and there's a lot of science behind it, also. Um, right. If you read sports psych books, but so we took him to a we took him to a Wisconsin versus Nebraska match because. Uh, Jake Souflon, who was from Arrowhead High School where I went, was wrestling for Nebraska at the time. Well, I'll tell you, Tommy, there were there were less than 500 people in the arena, and the Badgers got beat 36 to nothing, and I think they got one takedown the whole match. So that's the opposite. It was like mission event. Huge dud, huge <laughs> dud. I was so depressed. I remember like. Like, why are we freaking... At least Jake Souflon won, who was, uh, you know, everyone knew him because he had trained in our club. He's from high school. So that kind of was the saving grace, but it was bad. So I wish someone put 15,000 people in the stands and I and we could go see him real close to here, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great night for the program. I mean, as, as much as it pains me to say it because it was a tough loss, it was still a historic moment for Ohio State wrestling. I mean, I was wrestling for Ohio State, you know, at least in my opinion, it wasn't too long ago. And, uh, you know, we had a couple thousand here and there, three, four, five thousand here and there, but we probably averaged, you know, 1,200 a dual meet. And um, so to see 15,000 people was incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's get into these matches. Uh, I mean, you were there, and this is your team, so I'll, I'll let you lead it off if you want to, or, I'll, or else I can read through them. 
Okay, Jose Rodriguez, you know. He's falling off a cliff. Yeah, he looks like he's on a freshman slide. So that was, you know, I'll just leave it at that. That was disappointing. Um, so do, do we got any hope that, that he somehow recovers by the end of the season? I don't, you know, he sat out against Rutgers. I saw, I saw that. So maybe they've got a plan to kind of get him away from cutting weight, get him away from the grind, so to speak, and see if he can reignite the, you know, have have an ignition event <laughs> in Columbus. That would be that would be good. I remember, I can't remember who it was, one of my coaches in college, um, he said that he was having uh, a time like that. Oh, and he said, he said his college coach said, hey, why don't you go to Dallas for three days and just go hang out? Russ Hellickson did that the year my, my college team that I was on my senior year. I was the only guy. Where you did good? We were, we did good. He get, the four guys that, uh, three of the five of us that were all Americans, he gave them the week off the week before nationals. Just take the week off? Said, don't do anything. Just come back and get your mind right because they had a terrible Big Ten. Yeah. So I think that had something to do with it. But anyways, we're kind of. Well, I mean, this is this is relevant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nick Soriano, I think, is the second best guy in the weight class. Did, did you see that damn Gilman Lezak match? Oh yeah, I watched it tonight. Uh, tonight. So I was at a kids tournament and I I misread the initial tweet and I you know it's a dominant first period. I thought it was a dominant first period pin by Lezak, and I was like, my mind was blown because although I would enjoy Gilman getting pinned, I did not think that was a possibility in the slightest sense. Right. Um, so then I'm like, well, shit, I gotta, I gotta watch this. But if yep. freaking Gilman gets pinned, I gotta watch it. So I watch it, and obviously it's eight nothing after the first period. But I'm like, oh, where's the pin? So I, I reread the tweet, and I'm like, oh, it just says dominant first period, eight nothing. Um, and then, so then I'm like, well, crap, what happened to the rest of the match? And, uh, <laughs> and Gilman comes back, and, and I, th- I believe he was down eleven to eight at the time, but then decks him in the, in the third period. Gilman was down eight zero. Um, yeah, I think it was 11-8, so he put him on his back, so by the time he was pinned, you know, he was winning the match. Yeah, but, it would have been 12-11. Yeah, that, that guy, for, for, for as good as he did for, you know, basically four and a half minutes, he got reversed to end the second, 8-2. to two, and then How the, do you, this is what I'm saying, Tommy, 8-2, come on, I, shut her uh, down there. And, and so 8-2 to two plus ride time, so, so it's really 9-2, and you get the start on bottom. So yeah, the, really, the, it's 10-2. The, 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 Wheels came off. It's ten to two, Big Tommy. Time. It's ten to two. Yeah, yeah. The wheels came off there. Come on, bro. You can't just like grab onto a leg or a wrist or just some yeah. something, anything. Hold on to anything. I'm with you, man. The wheels came off so hard. The wheels came off hard. Yep, yep. Thirty three at the Ohio State Penn State duel. Thomasella looked great. He wasn't wrestling anybody great, but he looked great. Um, Forty one. Um, Fletcher lost, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was a disappointing loss, but I wasn't like, ugh, loss. It was just, you know, hey, he lost to Gulaban. It was yeah. kind of a toss up in my opinion. 49, if you would have told me that uh, Mick Jordan would take down Rutherford twice, I would have said that, that's a dogfight match. I wonder who that's, won. Yeah, I tweeted, I texted you that. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he got tech fault. So. How did that happen? Two, two areas, mean, two areas which were glaring to me was, Mix, um, whether it be uh, recovery position off a shot or recovering off a snap down, uh, Rutherford's go behinds were too easy for him, and um, and then obviously on top, you know, he was just all over it. So it was it was brutal. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, 
I would say if you're a Mick Jordan supporter, that that's got to be a disappointing result because you know I, th- I think just, a lot of people. I can't, saying, even, I can't even. I can't even go through the rest of the deal. You're gonna have to take it from here, and I'll okay. just. But a lot of a lot of people are saying at, at that at that at this match, a lot of people are saying, um, you know, Michael Jordan's probably, probably going to win, but he's going to keep it close. There, there's no way in hell he gets blown out. And then, especially when he gets the first takedown, you're thinking the same thing. Um, yeah. Man, they, 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 this is a this is a disappointment. You know, especially when Zane just went overtime with with um, Sorensen. Sorensen, and when Mick wrestled Sorensen, he was in position where he could have won that match. Yes. So this is a very very disheartening result, I would say. Right. Um. Okay. So, man, uh, is, is Jake Ryan done, or what's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't wrestle tonight. I I think he's done. Okay. So yeah, so Nolf went out there and did his thing. Uh, Vincenzo, awesome, huh? yeah, Vincenzo Joseph went out there and did his well, thing. Let's talk about how awesome Nolf is for a minute. I mean, he's, he's not from this awesome. planet. He's not from this Unreal. planet. Unreal. Unreal. Not- I love it. All so, right. So Chenzo beats up on Bircher. So Kresovic goes out there. A-, a lot of people are disappointed. Bojo doesn't show. Yeah, he's he's banged up. Allegedly, if Pletcher would have won, but he wrestled the Iowa match. Yeah, because they had a chance to win the duel. I think I think rumor has it. I did not speak to the coaches or anybody about this, but rumor yeah. has it inside the inner circle of Ohio State wrestling that had Pletcher won, because you got to think about it. You know, eighty-four Buckeyes have a shot before it actually happened. Ninety-seven, they're favored. Heavyweight, they're favored. Um, so if Pletcher wins, you know, and I don't know how the math works out because we got blown out so bad, but going into the duel, I, I heard that if Pletcher won, they Bo would have wrestled. I think he weighed in, um, and I think he, I think if Pletcher won, then Bo would have wrestled, um, and Pletcher didn't win, and then we got smoked out at forty nine fifty seven sixty five. So Bo didn't go out there, yeah. which just you know spiraled things and made matters worse. I'm concerned about Bo. You know, I mean, he's he hasn't had many, How many matches. matches. Did he have this year? Nine, ten, eight? Uh, not many, not many. He's uh, and yeah. not many tests, not many tests. Yeah. So, I mean, he, so is is he always been this injury prone, or is this uh, is it a relatively new thing? He has in college. In college, he's he's been somewhat injury prone, um, but in high school, he was Iron Man, wrestled yeah. all the time. So. Hmm. Interesting. Well, hopefully Ohio State can get him back. Um, Nick Lover Martin. I guess you kind of had to see this coming, Tommy. Tell me what you thought of that match. Uh, I'm gonna plead the fifth. No, you got. I, I, I didn't. Wa- I didn't watch this one. Okay, got it. All right. So the right guy won. The guy that deserved to win on Friday won. Um, Bo Nichols improved. But there's there was three flurries in the match. Bo Nickel won all three of them, and I'm gonna sound like a rose-colored glasses guy here, and, well, and that's you okay. are. That's okay. In this specific instance, I actually don't think I am being. I just think I'm being insightful since I've been around wrestling for a while. But that match can go either way, and Miles Martin, um, if he siphons off those scrambles in a way that I know he knows how to do. Now, granted, I know this is where Bo Nickel makes a living. 
But if he siphons off those scrambles, he's got the three takedowns instead of Bo Nickel. There's a lot of actions that happened in that match that keep me optimistic. And then I was reassured of those things when Bo, or I'm sorry, when Miles wrestled tonight against Rutgers. The kid was, you know, he's ranked like 12th or 13th. Um, I'm excited about Miles Martin's march. Now, like I said, the right guy, the guy that deserved to win, won on Friday, but that eight to two loss was much closer than eight to two, if that makes any sense. Um, I, I'm excited about. It. I think he, I think he's on the up and up, just like last year. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm sticking by my guy. I'm sticking by him. I'm well, so you, you got um, obviously he's, he's still got he's got Brooks and and Nickel again at, at conference. Who he just lost at both of them. Um, yep. So you see him turn around before then? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I think Miles Martin at the Big Tens and Nationals is going to be a force, you know. And if it weren't for Gabe Dean, I might be saying really silly things about Miles yeah, Martin. Well, just, just save us, please. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I, I, well, I, I, call it, be bold. Call it right now. I got Miles Martin's back, dude. I got his back. Why are you calling Miles Martin for the win in NCAAs? Not for the win, but oh. – not for the win, but I, I might call him for the only guy he would lose to at Nationals is Gabe Dean. Tommy, I thought, I thought you were going to go bold. Uh, it's, 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 it's only February 6th, Ben. I, I still, you know, <laughs> I was I was high on Miles Martin um, going into all year last year and going to the Nationals. I, I had his back. Um, not saying that I thought he was going to win, but I knew he was going to do much better than his season was, and I feel the same way this year. Now, his season's been pretty rough. He's got a loss to Zavatsky. He's got a loss to Brooks. He's got a loss to Nickel. He lost in the All-Star meet to Gabe Dean. I think he's got one or two other inexplicable losses. Um, but every single one of his losses is reversible other than the Gabe Dean loss. And the way that, the way that he's counterattacking and shooting um, and, and the, the energy that I think he's showing in his matches um, – you know he's a little. Anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, get diarrhea of the mouth here. I'm just. Yeah. I'm. I'm sticking by Miles Martin. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and, and so the next guy, you're equally high on. You are very high on Colin Moore. I am. So we call him like NCAA finals for him because he ain't beating Jaden. Come on. He's not beating Jaden, but you know he has a hard time with Far too. But Far's good. This, guy, this guy's. This guy is like a bowling ball. I, I feel like he's, he's he, he wrestles like like a bowling ball going down the alley, and he's gonna he's gonna knock pins down all the time. He might have a few gutters, but the dude's gonna knock pins down every time he walks out there on the mat. And um, I'm I'm high on him too. You know this duel was terrible. The Buckeyes wrestled terrible. We skipped over some embarrassing moments, and we're I'm staying. That's fine. Let's let's just skip those. So I'm not trying to say. I mean, this duel meet was rough. It was rough. I had my wife and four kids. We were all running to the car to beat the traffic right when Kyle won. Um, but it was tough. And then uh, and Snyder looked great, was was uh, abusive of a number three guy. So that yeah, was good. Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I thought that was going to be slightly closer. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to be close, obviously. I knew Kyle Snyder's, but um, man, he really put it on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's so, just what Kyle Snyder does. It was a tough night. It was a tough night. And what that 
in, 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 you know, in, in all my rose-colored, Buckeye-colored glasses, Ben, what, what being in the gym, in the arena to watch that match told me, and I think a lot of other people have been saying this for a lot longer than I have, what that told me, though, is we've got a two-team race for the national championship right now, and Ohio State is not one of them. Um, well, Missouri kept it close with Oklahoma State, but they're going to have a hard time. I got. I. I mean. I think. So I it's, hear what you're saying. Let's go ahead and say it. I don't, Cowboys, I don't want to say it. Lions. I'm, it's Cowboys or Nittany Lions, man. Damn it. Well, are you with me? Yeah. I. I don't want to be, but I. I, I think I might be. You think? Do you think that was fun for me? <laughs> uh, you just rolled over, Tommy. <laughs> I ain't ready to roll over yet. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Those two teams are looking very good, and they'll be very. Very, very tough to beat. Yep. Well, um, the one thing the one thing I'll say about Ohio State is they've got, I think, the second best finalist potential in the uh, NCAA D1 race. Second best. So I think that, that gives them a puncher's chance. Slightly, but, man, they got the, – those weights where they're weak, they are very weak. They are not going to points. Miles Martin and Bo Jordan. Wait, what about them? If 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 they can do what they're capable of, it could be different. But right now, it's it's Nittany Lions and Cowboys. I mean, you, if you it, it, that that the proof's in the pudding, and the pudding says those two right now, wouldn't you say? Yep, I, I would say I would say that's true, Tommy. Gotcha. So. Um, yeah, this this is very unfortunate. It's a two team race. Hey, while while we're talking about. I guess this is kind of kind of leading to our last topic. I'm going to kind of take a, a slight detour while we're talking about uh, promotion of programs. You know, we how, never how, detours. We oh, we love detours. I got ADHD. I can't help it. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Ohio, uh, South Dakota State versus Oklahoma. Did you catch any of this? Uh, no, but my boy Lou Roselli, I heard that uh, Seth Gross came in. He was down by. Yeah. Team was down by five. Six. They were down by six, and but I think they get they gave the the tiebreaker point. Wow, was my understanding. Okay. Um. So, so yeah. So gross gross through a, a cradle on good old Trey Be- Trey Blackwell attended one of my camps when he was younger. I should have worked a little more cradle defense. <laughs> uh, and uh, and Seth Gross throws a cradle on him. And, and puts him down, and the crowd was pretty awesome, Tommy. They went nuts. Chris Bono went nuts. And this is a guy who is, uh, Chris Bono, a guy who's putting some life into a program who, who didn't have life before. You know, we're talking about the effort it takes to promote a program. He, he's putting it in. So I want, I just want to say, great job, Chris Bono. Yeah. Keep it up. Um, kind of putting that program on the map, South Dakota State over Oklahoma. Who would have ever thought that? Well, um, tying into that, and I agree with you. I mean, South Dakota, I didn't even know they had a D1 wrestling program. And the, J- the Jackrabbits. Embarrassingly, Ben, I mean that. I didn't know they had a D1 wrestling program until Bono took the job. And he is doing a good job. And that does tie in with something else we need to talk about, which is Kevin Jackson, I think, being forced into an administrative role is the way I understand it. So it looked like. Kind of fired or let go is no longer going to be the coach with the Cyclones at, after the end of this year. Um, he left on amicable terms with the administration at Iowa State. He's going to remain in the administration at Iowa State. And you got to think, 
that uh, Bono wants that job. You'd have to think that. I heard so. What I've heard though is he still, he still has heat with the current administration because I think he went. I, I don't remember the exact story, but obviously I think he wanted the job when Kale got it back in. Remember in, was it two thousand six yeah. when they kind of, they forced um, Bobby yeah. out and they gave Kale the job and I think I think right. Bono wanted and he was he was kind of angling for it and I think that caused some bad blood somehow. Um, and I believe that administrator is still there. So you know, to that point, I, I think I you know I think he'd be a good choice. Uh, you know, I like what he's doing at South Dakota State, so I wouldn't mind him staying there and continuing to do a great job there. Right. Um, but if, so if it's not Bono, who I would say is a qualified recipient, people were uh, my my uncle called me. He lives right out there. He, he said I was a candidate. And I, I said no way. Um, but who who did you even, ask? Did you offer me an assistant position if you took it? You don't want to be an assistant college coach, you crazy. You never know. I've I've had many dreams about moving to Ames lately. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. That's that <laughs> is a good one. Rural Iowa is a place to be, baby. Um, <laughs> okay, but but who's in line for this job? Because you know uh, the Paulsons, another big name, um, big names from from Iowa State. You know they they've been on the Jackson team, and so you know lots of times you you almost never see uh, you know assistant coaches get the job when the head coach got fired for poor performance because Tommy they are one and nine this year. Remember Iowa State is a wrestling power and they're one and nine. Right. So now I mean, for what yeah. it's worth, it it might have been. Um, it's hard. It's hard to um, when when they're when they're letting a coach go. It's hard for the remaining staff to get that guy's position. It now, is. I just don't see it happening. He's retiring, and he ran a, a program that the administration liked. Yeah. Then, then his you know his predecessor might be someone from his own staff. But you know, I, I like the Paulsons personally. I'm friends with them. I I don't. I think that's an uphill battle for them. But we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they want it. I'm sure they're going to apply for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hey Ben. Question. Wait, wait. So who else is in line? I've heard Kevin Dresser, but and, and this well, kind of ties into what I was He's doing a great thing down there at Virginia Tech. He's in a you know a great college program. They're having success. He's been in Virginia for many years. Why would he leave? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. And my question to you, Ben, is how good do you think the Iowa State job is? Did Did we talk about this, or was it? It was a text. It was. It was it a text. Or it was yeah. Piles. I think Piles and Willie were talking about this, and that's why I'm. I think I think it's a top top ten job. I really think it is. I think it's uh, overrated. Why? Now I I do think it's you know it's a better job than Hofstra or Central well, Michigan or uh, are you free Edinburgh. Are you being I serious right now? There's a lot of jobs. There's a lot of jobs. There's more than ten jobs I would take strictly from a. Building out a program perspective over Iowa State. Why? Because I don't think that, you know, the funding, there's probably 20 schools that have funding, not as much as Iowa State, but enough to make it not an issue. Um, but I would say the tradition, the the support, the support of the alumni, and, and that it, there's a strong rest community, I think that says a lot. Um, and and they've always been good, Tommy. I mean, for the last well, I, what I sixty years. Yeah, but I, I, you know, you're you're a bridesmaid to the Brands Brothers in Iowa. 
Um, it's a difficult campus, in my opinion, to recruit out of unless you're an Iowa kid. And uh, I just but, think I mean, But wait, wait, wait. That, that's crazy because Kevin Jackson, who, who was not having a gigantic amount of success, and now he's been there eight years. It's not like he's, he's a brand-new hire, right? Right. He had this huge recruiting class and had a lot of success with recruiting when he wasn't um, – when he wasn't even having, you know, success a, as a coach, he's still getting a lot of top-notch recruits. Yeah. To say you yeah. can't recruit there, I, that's just, questionable. Just because, well, just because he got recruits there doesn't mean it's one of the top ten places to recruit out. But you of. just said it was tough to get recruits there. I said it's tough to recruit from, and so for so, I guess what the point I'm making, I understand what you're saying. There's merit to it, but what I'm saying is. I would have an easier time recruiting from greater than ten places than Iowa State. Ooh, I, I just I don't know. I, if I, I don't know if I agree. I could rattle them off for you. Okay, go. Let's let's hear ten. Let's hear ten. I'd rather recruit from Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State. Um. Uh. Pittsburgh. Oh, bull crap. Maryland. They've never been good. Ah, just, just, just enough. You, you, you don't have enough vision, Ben. Pittsburgh you, you, and you, Maryland. Give me. You know, you know why you think it's a great job because you want it all handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah, that's why. That's why I went to Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. I'd rather recruit from Missouri. <laughs> uh, Nebraska. I'd rather recruit out of Nebraska. Pittsburgh um, and Maryland, Stanford, you're way off Stanford. base. Jason Borelli at Stanford and Palo Alto. I'd rather recruit out of there. Come on, man. I'm not. I'm not knocking the job. Like I said, it's a good job. It's a. It's a good school. Um, there's plenty of. Re, uh, there's no excuses to not be successful at Iowa State. I'm saying, wipe the slate clean. There's ten jobs I would want. At least ten jobs I would want over Iowa State. Well, no, I, I wouldn't want them because of stuff. I would want them because I didn't, don't want to leave in Ames, Iowa. That's why I'd want them. Wisconsin. I would Minnesota? want the Wisconsin job. Wisconsin, Minnesota. Okay, but that's just because I don't want to live in Ames. Um, no, I, I would still Northwestern. Be, no, Northwestern's like sixty thousand dollars a year. That is challenging. Still got nine point nine. I mean, okay. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I think Iowa State's a great job. And let, let me ask you uh, about another question based on the Iowa State stuff. All these recruits are—they're withdrawing their their commitments, or they're trying to get out of their release. They're requesting their releases. I think they're dummies. I think they should at least wait to see who the hire is, well, and then if you don't I, like it, then request your release, right? Well, but one if thing you Iowa State, one thing Iowa State is the, Iowa State to me is top ten in two things. Fan base and um, budget, meaning yeah. you know money they're willing to spend. So those are two things that Iowa – they're not even top ten. They're probably top five or six. And uh, because of that, to your point, Ben, if I was there, I'd wait to see who they hired because they're going to pay whoever comes. They're going to pay them. Yeah, I, I agree. So but so would you, do you agree with my point that these, these recruits are asking them yeah. for the – it's ridiculous. I agree. I do agree. I think that even though I, you know, have some hesitation about the 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 rating that people give that job, whoever they do hire is going to come highly regarded. 
Yeah, and and you know, and if that point, if they, you know, it's not, it, they're not going to wait forever to hire Tommy. It's probably going to be six weeks. They're probably going to hire someone right right after. They're probably doing their homework right now, right after NCAs. They're going to announce their hire. Um, why wouldn't you just wait wait that six weeks? And then, so gun, gun, gun to your head, Ben. Who are they hiring? I have no idea. I've been thinking about this. I, I genuinely have no idea. I. I, I, you know, like I said, I heard Bono kind of had some heat there, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I, I, yeah, I just have, I have absolutely no idea. I wish I had like a list of top five who are going to apply for the position, and then maybe I'd have some insight. But I, I just have no insight to it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see if there's anybody that's got to trick up their Kale? sleeve. Cody Sanderson. I'd probably try to hire Cody Sanderson. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that. Um... What do you think of someone like uh, Jason Pirelli? Um, like it, don't love it. I feel like, uh, you know, yeah. it, it's not great of the wrestling community, but re- the wrestling community kind of demands bigger names. Um, I think that for whatever reason, the wrestling community recruiting, that it seems like a really, really, really important thing. You know, you know who I can see? Um, you got what Danny. about Terry Brands? That wouldn't happen, but yeah, that'd be great. Why um, not? Hey, I got one for you. What? You got Damian Hahn. He's okay. been the okay. head assistant at Cornell for a while. He's been trained and groomed under Rob Cole. And I think his wife is from out that way. I think she might be from Minneapolis. So it wouldn't be a hard sell for her to come back out there. I think he's got head coaching aspirations. Uh, Donnie Pritzlav. Donnie Pritzlav's wife's from Wisconsin. Like, Could you see him coming back out? To Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he does. He's back in New Jersey. He don't want to go back to I don't damn Iowa. Well, yeah. So you're ripping on the state of Iowa, but you're telling me it's a great job. Um. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! I'm ruining my own argument here, Tommy. <laughs> Ruin Just give me enough time. I'm gonna ruin my own argument. Oh uh, man, I would the Pittsburgh job. I'm interested to see who's going to take that I, job. I, I well, I, like I said, I think Keith Gavin's going to be super interested in that. And he just got to, he just got to Oklahoma with Lou Roselli, But him and his wife are his wife's from Pittsburgh. He's from Pennsylvania. He went to school there. Um, and, and to you, kind of said this earlier, but I I don't know that it's one of the top ten recruiting schools. But Pittsburgh is a sleeping giant. I would Ben. You're gonna you're gonna tell me I'm out of my mind. Out of your mind. Yeah, I already know it. I'd rather have the Pittsburgh job than Iowa State. Is that because you want to live in a city or no? You don't like no, Iowa it's not. It's what? not even about. It's give not me the even top four about, reasons. What's that? Give me the top four reasons. Uh, better uh, recruiting geography. Okay, that's number one. Sure, that's fair. Uh, number two, um, a, a, a more um, diverse. Uh, Institution that appeals to a broader base, okay, of recruits. Sure. Um, yeah, I think those are the two biggest reasons. They're fully funded, hmm. well budgeted. So, well, I, so, I said four, though. I said four reasons. But those, uh, <laughs> the other reasons are reasons that are just as good as Iowa State, but those are the over overwhelming reasons. Okay. Yeah, I mean, recruiting geography, you can't do much better than that. Right, it's the best. Actually, yeah. I think Pittsburgh is the best in the country recruiting geography. Yeah, you just got, you just got to get him away from Kale. You got to, like, you got to put a GPS tracker on Kale's house and then, like, 
put a roadblock up as he's trying Hale, to recruit he, houses and stuff. Hell left Iowa State. Now it wasn't just any job; it was Penn State. But you got to remember what Penn State was like when Kale took over. And did he get second the year he left? I think he got second at um, Iowa State. No, it was one year before that, I believe. I could be yeah. wrong though. Um, whenever, whenever he decided to do it, took a lot of balls. Yeah, that that's a hundred percent for sure. But okay, but I'm saying current current status. Man, you're you're having a hard time getting people over Kale. You got to go freaking tell Kale that he he's got he can't you can't visit this dude. Put a roadblock Here's the up. Thing, and, and you got you got Pittsburgh, uh, you got PA, you got Ohio. There's just Ohio State and Penn State can't get all the kids from that area. They can't get them all. They can't. Yeah. Yeah. I anyway. guess not. All right. Hey, you want to call it? But this is I think this is gonna be like the closest to exactly one hour that we've ever done, Tommy. And you know, it wasn't forced. We, we these are these are the exact topics that we want to talk about. So um I feel bad. I think I talked too much tonight. I'll let you talk. Really? First. I you know I mean yeah, I thought everything if you would have been babbling, I would have told you to zip it, but I thought it was all good stuff. All right. All right. Hey, Until next Pittsburgh week. Panthers, I guess you want you want the cyclones. I don't want either of those. I want Wisconsin. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. Until dude. later, Tommy. See you. Bye. See you. You are listening to the T-Row and Funky Show brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built.